This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. This hour, very lucky to be joined by someone who is as quick-witted as she is sharp-tongued. Someone with a lengthy resume as a producer, a digital content creator, and a humorist. She can make you laugh and then cry with within one sentence of one another. Very pleased to welcome back the one and only, the lovely and talented Marlena Shivo. Hello, Marlena. Hello, Frank. Did you mean cry with laughter? Like you laugh so hard you're crying, or am I bringing you to tears? Both, both, both. With you, I, I run the whole sp- uh, spectrum of human emotion when you're around. Absolutely. Did you just say I'm on the spectrum? <laughs> Not hardly, no. Um, <laughs> how are you? Uh, I'm do- I'm doing well. I um I was listening to the show on the way in as I always do, Wonderful. and Thank immediately, you. um I was intrigued by the conversation about the prison. I had I had yeah, to comment. What would you do if your husband went to prison? Well, well wait. Let's rewind back okay. for a second. You said that um you asked Rachel if she like because the guy you were talking about went to prison for twelve years, right. right? Now would Rachel stay with you for twelve years while you served your prison sentence? I think it would be nice. Uh, my first thought is, how does she? How is she going to stay with you for twelve years? How is she going to stay with you for twelve right. years <laughs> as, with you Not as a free prison. citizen? That's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. That, that's number one. That's true. The Vegas odds makers are having a field day with that one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, mazel to her. She stays with you for twelve exactly. years with you under, out of under normal circumstances, let yeah. alone in prison. That's okay. right. In prison might be easier. For, for well, but but I feel now. like you have the whole concept backwards yeah. because, um, you know, um, being in a marriage is like being in prison. Oh, see, that's no, harsh. no, mm. it's not. It's true. And on top of it, I feel like if your spouse did go to prison, that ironically would be your get out of jail free card. That's very funny. That's very funny the, the way that you put that. And I hope, um, you know, Alex Barnard, the only person in a serious relationship here who I think might be pondering marriage anytime soon. I hope he's listening to uh, Marlena's <laughs> words because they're important to keep in mind. I don't feel that way, but that, that clearly kid, Marlena does. The, the kid in the green room is yeah. getting married? Well, maybe. I mean, he's <laughs> in a serious relationship. He's the marrying type, right? He clearly, you could tell, right, Matt Blaze? He clearly wants to be married. You could tell. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, you, you get it. You, you, you could tell in talking to him. Okay. He's all about it. All right. Mazel. Yeah. Um, the woman that called in about the 60s and 70s being more calm, uh, I, I couldn't have agreed more. Not that I lived in the 60s and the 70s, but 
before technology blew up, everything was definitely less stressful. And now, and I talk about this all the time. I think you and I have talked about it. Just, just the iPads alone with my kids is stressful. Just, um, all the channels, all the different platforms, like working in media, you know, you're like, oh, is it posted here, 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 and here? Like, you have to figure oh, that it's whole most thing out. Thing in the world. There's so much information everywhere. You can miss a million different things. Yeah. Do your children have an iPad? Yeah, you, they have iPads. Um, and how old were they when they got those? Very young. How old? Um, like uh, three. Three. Because um, uh, obviously Carmine doesn't have an uh, iPad. He's 18 months old. But uh, the neighbor across the street, he, uh, the boy across the street, he's older, and he was playing on an iPad. I forget what he was playing, but he was showing Carmine, and Carmine was enthralled. And um, my wife and I really don't want to get him an iPad. And the neighbor, another neighbor, asked, "Oh, does he have one?" And we said, "No." And we were, we were both. I was Rachel was out with him. I wasn't out with him. She was very nervous about how much he was uh, attracted to this this iPad. He clearly was enthralled, which yeah. we really don't want to do. So we'd like to uh, hold off on getting him an iPad or something like that as as long as possible. Yeah, I, that was a mistake on on our part. And, like, once, you know, our older child had one, then obviously right. what, what is she going to do, give it up once right. the baby exactly. came? And so to say, well, we're going to do it differently this time was nearly it, impossible. Right. And there is an addiction there, and there's obviously been a lot of research to say that it, it – it, it is damaging for their brains. They're, you know, it increases anxiety. It, it, it reduces impulse so control. So through the prism of hindsight, yeah. you think three is a good age, too early, too young to give a child an iPad? I actually don't think there's a set age. I think it's more about the exposure. Like if you – if I had set boundaries earlier on saying it's an hour a day, I think that would have been easier. So then, you know, they would know it would shut off after a certain point and it would become almost like um, – Pavlovian. They'd be like, right. oh, I only have this much time. But now it's like this endless thing where you like get right. off your iPad and it's five more minutes, five more minutes. See, we try and do that with him because he's very into watching Baby Einstein on television. Mm -hmm. And we let him watch a little bit in the morning while he has his bottle, um, maybe a little longer on Friday mornings because Rachel does these TV hits and she is kind enough to let me sleep. And then we'll let him watch a little bit at night uh, before he goes to bed after his bath. But sometimes if he's really upset about something, we'll let him watch for 15, 20 minutes in the middle of the day. But we're really nervous at how much he likes watching television, even though it's educational programming. And he has learned a lot. He's learned the other day my wife was planting flowers and he knew what it was. It was purple because of uh, baby Einstein. But we get nervous just about how much he's into this TV. He points to the television set and grunts. He's, uh, 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 and right. we don't like that at all. But so we're trying to really limit how much he watches, but he really so loves it. So I that's know. what we're it, wrestling it, with. It, it's unavoidable. And then like, you know, I mean, it, there's TVs in every room to right. begin with. And then you have computers and iPads. And now in schools, everything is becoming digital, even tests. I mean, they gave... When uh, my older daughter was – now she's in fourth grade, but when she was in kindergarten, they gave everybody um, their own uh, Chromebooks or whatever, mm. which honestly makes no sense. And so uh, when the quote-unquote pandemic came along, you know, all these kids came home with their Chromebooks and they had to go on and log on and have their classes that way. And so your your child is going to have some sort of device at some point in the near future. 
Uh, let me ask you about this, since this is in line with what we're uh, talking about. There is a school district in Maryland, and we have a lot of great listeners in Maryland on uh, WCBM, that is actually suing the major social media companies, including Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok, alleging that they're contributing to a mental health crisis among America's youth. What do you think of this idea uh, that uh, they are contributing to this? And do you think this might actually do you think this might actually have some legs, this particular lawsuit? Um, well, I, I, I back that effort. Um, I do think that there there has been a mental deterioration um, just seeing the way the kids um they're like zombies. Right. Um, they really are. And um, there has been there has been extensive study to show that it really does decrease their mental abilities. Um, they call it digital dementia. And it is it is a real thing. And, you know, you will. The, 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 the idea that like all everybody now has ADD um, is not exactly false because um, because of the way the videos are on TikTok, And, you know, you just it's just sure. this constant consumption. Right. And it's like they just don't have the attention span. And anyway, that woman that called in and talking about the kids don't play outside, she's right. It's actually yeah. – that's stressful too. My kids don't know how to roller skate. Really? Yeah. I remember playing outside on the driveway, going down on roller skates and up the walkway and back down. And off of the, you know, and, and on bikes, going around the block. You see it a little bit where I am. I'm a little bit more protective of my kids. I really don't want them riding bikes around. I just get nervous. But – yeah, no. Um, because of crime or an accident or both? Both. Both. Not that I live in a high crime right, area, but you know how it is. Right. It, sure. it, you know, no one's in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell that to Rebel. She's like, look around you. You know, I say, I understand what you're saying. And, and it, it is, you know, it's a nice place to live. However, people come in from the outside. It's not everybody who's driving through lives here. No, I, I understand that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I really I agreed with much of what that the, uh, Pamela, that caller, said. That's uh, Prince George's County Public Schools that filed that lawsuit. I'm eager to see where it goes because uh, I think a lot of parents are uh, sympathetic to what they're, what they're going through. All right, let me ask you about the issue of the day. Uh, you only have to mention this word and immediately – 20 people start uh, start trying to call in and this, you know, you walk into any bar, say this word and bar fights will emerge. Tell me your solution to the migrants. What are we doing with this migrant crisis? What should cities be doing? What should the country be doing? Where, where, how should we handle this? Now, you know, I know you're expecting me to have a serious answer to this, but and this, is, a, this is actually a semi-serious answer okay. now. They keep sending the migrants. I know they're sending them all over, but it all it also feels like they're only sending them to certain places just because, well, we live here. So, right, it's like, okay, 60,000 people showed up, and you've got Eric Adams saying that all, all these hotel rooms are being occupied. And we know that they're being kept in gymnasiums of public schools and kids can't have recess. I mean, these are realities, and it's a ridiculous reality to live through for people who, uh, you know, for the people of New York and other cities like it. But um, what about all these open open ground in, in, in the U.S., like the, the places where like the the FLDS the, the, or what is it, the um, the Mormons and the, the Latter-day Saints right. and LDS, the, sure. right, the LDS. What about them? I mean, they're religious, right? Why don't you just send them there? I mean, that would really test their religion, well, right, their humanity. And they have the space. They certainly have the space. And and they could 
you know, live within that bubble since they can't really work while they're waiting for their their hearing, right? Like they don't really have papers to work. Yeah, I, I think you can work maybe after about uh, I don't know what the time period, but I think while you're waiting a, a hearing, you can start to apply for a, a working permit. But I think part of the problem here is that a lot of these folks want to come to cities like New York and are getting these aid groups or in some cases other municipalities to pay to ship them up here. And I don't know that they necessarily want to go to Utah or, you know, other places where there's a heavy Mormon population. I mean, uh, you know, but but is it is it worse to go there than the countries they fled from? It's, uh, I'm sure I, it's much safer That's and right. it's much calmer mm-hmm. and there's more space and there's probably a little bit more breathing room in terms of even finances. I mean, New York is so expensive. Yep. And I know that everything they're going to do is even be subs- it's going to be through the taxpayers and right. it's going to be subsidized and everything else. But the but just even the quality of living in a city versus some rural community. Come on. Yeah, it, something tells me that if they were to try that, the governor of Utah would not be as welcoming as uh, maybe it, somebody like the governor of New York would be. But, uh, but you have these. It's worth exploring. But, but I'm thinking about it. But think about it. You have these people that are people of God, and here they are. Here, here are these people coming in who need assistance. Right. This really is a testament and a test to how devoted they are to their cause. It, right. Yeah, I I think it would be very interesting to see, uh, one, if they're willing to go there as opposed to a city like New York and if what those communities would do. I think it's worth exploring. Absolutely. I wanted to ask your opinion about this because you're on Twitter and all forms of social media. People can find you. Not TikTok. Not TikTok. You're off TikTok. Oh, yeah. People can find you at Marlena Schivo. That's S-C-H-I-A-V-O. Elon Musk, the head, uh, the owner of Twitter, is getting some pushback because he's implementing this new policy where apparently they are going to delete the accounts of dead Twitter users. And a lot of people are saying that um, that's not right, that you shouldn't delete all this content and all this great stuff that people that are no longer with us have put out there on social media and I'm kind of sympathetic to them. I, I understand where Musk is coming from, but I also think that, you know, I'd like my tweets to outlive me. Where do you come down? Well, it, there is such a thing as a legacy account. I mean, you know, when, when Joan Rivers died, her, her daughter took over her her accounts. Perhaps she always, did, you know, was in control of them. We don't know. but And she still sends stuff out from her accounts, um, and it kind of lives on. So I feel like... I don't know how far he's really going to get mm-hmm. in this crusade because if people are still, um, you know, in control and can log into these accounts, I mean, technically the person who started the account might be gone, but the control of the account is still in existence. Right. Well, this, he's saying this would be inactive Twitter accounts. You know, so if I – Well, if, technically, I mean, honestly, I don't love Twitter and I, I always forget to tweet because I actually don't even want some of the stuff that I – would put on other platforms out there. And it, it's also just not my, it's just different for me. So I'm not a huge fan. So you could even consider mine a very inactive mm-hmm. account. Lately, a little bit more so, but uh, there have been literally months where I've gone without tweeting. All right. Um, we've covered generations a great deal on this show. We've talked about millennials. We've talked about Generation X. We've talked about baby boomers. 
We've talked about Generation Z. I have not heard the term zillennials before, and yet that is the subject of a big article in USA Today. What is a zillennial? It is, it is you know, it's, it's one of these cusp uh, generations where they have one foot in one uh, group and another foot in the other group. But I don't even think it's a real thing because if you actually look at the breakdown of the dates, they break it down – with to like to nineteen from nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six, which is technically a millennial, right? So so then sure. yeah, right. So then and then after that, um, then it's Generation Gen Z. Z right. So then why would they be zillennials in that same in that same grouping? So this article was very confusing to me. Well, um, who did that article claim are the millennials? Then they didn't. Oh, it, it made no sense. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. So it, it was basically saying. Um, that they um, are, you know, I don't know. There's something about that they were born with technology, but they remember a time when it wasn't um, as easy to use. I'm like, no, I don't know if that's even true. Gotcha. I feel I like you. someone needs to call into USA Today or write in and talk to the editor about that article. After like, you finish talking with the Mormon prophet, you can re- reach out to USA Today and see their <laughs> view on this whole thing. Well, Zillennial, I mean, but the, the term Zillennial just sounds more annoying than the, the, the two terms, Gen Z and Millennial. It's yeah. like, are Zillennials like... But it was a weird headline. It says, move over Millennials and Gen Z. There's a new generation in town. Meet Zillennials. Who are the Zillennials? Where, it, where are the Zillennial meetings? <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be continued, I guess. You had uh, described a situation where you took your daughter to the hospital and uh, because she was hurt, she got a head injury, and uh, there was a, a big uh, <laughs> dispute with the billing over you know, a right. plastic surgeon. And that was really informative and really interesting and something I always keep in mind. There was a mother, the story on the HuffPost.com, a mother who saw something very strange in her toddler's ear but it wasn't exactly an injury. It certainly wasn't, you know, a, a head injury that required cosmetic surgery. What did this mother discover? I felt like this was a cautionary tale for you yeah, since you me. have a toddler. Um, there were two ticks inside the child's ear. Oh. And you were just talking about planting a tree. And this woman was gardening and her, her toddler was outside with her. And when she put her in the bath, she saw something odd in her ear and had to take her to the doctor and... Um, had the unenviable task of holding her down as they removed these two ticks from her ear. Um, but I just found it amusing that it was a story about ticks that the mom put on TikTok. <laughs> and it's just a sign of the ridiculous uh, times that we live in. I, um, you know, that's not something that I ever thought about, but now I will because I roll around on the grass with. Uh, you uh, roll Carmine. around on the grass. Yeah, yeah. I, I hold them up as I'm on the grass, and we I like, throw them around and stuff. We have a good time uh, wrestling on the grass and stuff. <laughs> now we may have a different. Uh, we may have a different. Do you have outdoor a lot of deers activity. in your area? We, we we actually do. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, you, you are you are in line for some deer ticks. Oh, God forbid. God forbid. Do you, do you have any wild turkeys running around? Uh. Yes, we do, actually. Well, tur- the turkeys eat the ticks, oh. so you might be in luck. Okay, good. All right, well, then that's a, that's a bonus. Thank goodness. <laughs> hey, I know you are a fan of horror films. Are you a fan of horror scopes? Okay. Well, I feel like you're a fan of horoscopes because yeah. you're, you're a fan of things that don't really – that are intangible. That's right. But are believable. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. 
So um, my dad is a huge fan of horoscopes. He's like, I don't really believe it, but you, he reads them like it's to. a Bible. Yeah. And um, so I think it's funny that, you know, he reads ahead, right? He wants to read the day or the month. But I think it's more interesting to kind of read the day before to see if it even came true, right? right. So, Makes sense, right. All right, so let's see. I'm going to go to yours. I already, even though you think you're so secretive about your birthday, I already know your sign. So let's say this would be the New York Post. Now, yesterday, mm-hmm. it says you cannot avoid upheaval, um, that upheaval is coming your way. But the good news is it will result mainly in changes you find wholly beneficial. Go with the flow and let it happen. Don't be surprised if the experience turns out to be a good one. That is so generic. Yeah, but definitely applies to me. I went with the flow and uh, I had dinner with my friend Dan Isaacs last night and uh, and the experience was beneficial. <laughs> All right, well, then let's go to, to I guess, today, but which is really just beginning. But you, it began a little a couple hours ago for you. You might get something for free today. You love that. I do. <laughs> that you thought would cost you dear. Maybe it's the tab. Maybe huh. someone's going to show up with some tab well, on Well, that you. would be <laughs> nice. Uh, although I'd feel bad if anyone got me a $350. Well, maybe they got themselves a $350 uh, case and uh, gave you two of them. I feel and, guilty and, and drinking. We'll, uh, yeah. uh, you should okay. get over that. But there's no need to worry that you might have to pay even more for it later. On this occasion, the universe wants to be generous, maybe because you have earned it. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm <laughs> fingers crossed. How would how did your horoscope turn out from yesterday? Uh, let me check. I haven't looked at it. They pop up a lot. So anyway, uh, let's see. Let's go to mine. Yesterday, I have to zoom in. Wow, my eyes are the worst. Okay, Jupiter's influence in the career area of your chart means you are. Desperate to prove yourself. Mm, Yikes. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but as planet Pluto is strong as well, as well, you must tread carefully when dealing with employers and senior colleagues. They could see you as a threat. I can absolutely see that because if people didn't hear our last discussion, uh, you have confessed, you have openly admitted to working with. You can download it on Apple. Uh, with uh, the former governor of the state of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who does a uh, terrific podcast. What's it called now? As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. <laughs> you can we, download it on Apple. Which, of course, is available on on Apple. And, um, you know, I can understand there being a lot of the factors that you just mentioned in working with someone. I don't think that Andrew Cuomo, uh, former governor of New York, former, former, you know, attorney general is uh, seeing me as a threat. I completely (laughs) disagree (laughs) that you have not been in Cuomo land enough. He sees everybody as a threat. He sees everybody. What, what, what exactly? What part of his existence would I be threatening? I, I don't know, and he doesn't know. But he's so incredibly insecure that there's some aspect of his psyche that sees you as a threat. I promise you that. I promise. The, you know, you got. Uh, well, we'll talk more off. No, go ahead. No. Oh, we'll talk off yeah, air. Yeah, oh, we'll God. talk off air. I don't want to. I don't want to jam you up at all and uh, have these these tapes played out and have. No, you I actually to... want to hear what you're about to say yeah. because it's you saying it, not me. Yeah. No. So if you listen to how he's treated 
reporters that didn't even cover him critically over the years. You know, for instance, there was one reporter um, during one of these COVID briefings that asked a question and just asked him for for proof of one of the things that he was saying. And Andrew Cuomo was so belittling to this guy, the whole rest of the press conference, he wouldn't even say his name. He would just say, and let's see what you have to say, Mr. New York Times. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, why did he have to pick on this guy? Like, you could just answer the guy's question or don't. You didn't have to go back to the guy repeatedly, Mr. New York Times. And then another time he calls Ken Lovett, who at the time was the Albany uh, state editor of the uh, New York Daily News, while Ken Lovett's at the Yankee game and berates him for writing an article that he felt was unfair and just kills him for this. And then um, Andrew Cuomo thinks the phone is hung up when it's not. And then he proceeds to go into this lengthy diatribe all about obsessing over Ken Lovett and this one article. The guy is... He's a few uh, Cuomo's short of being a Mario. I will say that. Um, so uh, I believe that horoscope has or will come true. God, and people us. will see it on. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. You can download it on Apple. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do enjoy um, the way he says certain words. Um, and and can you can I can you imitate him and say Apple? Apple. Yeah, you do. You okay? You. you did that. Let's let's see the the next thing he All said. Right, so this is a sample of something Andrew Cuomo might say on television or on the nightly news or on the computer. <laughs> okay, that's, 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 that's as you far as. Me. As I am a fighter, and my instinct is to fight this because it is unfair and unjust in my mind. As far as that goes... Well, I don't uh, know that part. Yeah, no, 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 no. That that's, that's, that's a Matt Blaze supplemental. But as far yeah. as that goes, that's actually pretty normal. Um, here's, Andrew, here's that again. Wait, let me play that again. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. No. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. On the computer. Yeah, see, um, that is as normal as he sounds because normally Andrew Cuomo does he doesn't have any voice of his own when he is speaking. He is doing an impersonation of Mario Cuomo combined with Christopher Walken, right? See, thank you. I wish he, – he said I'm the only person who thinks he sounds uh, like well, Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's living in a, in a no, but, but, but he, Cuomo you know, world. he works with other people who, who don't agree with me either, who've worked with him forever. And I'm like, that's no, you sound like uh, Christopher Walken. But um, he's like, you're the only person that's ever told me that. But um, no one's in the immediate circle seems to agree with me, but you do, so there's oh, something to it. Well, it's Mario Cuomo meets Christopher Walken. Uh, and again, let's hear this, this one again. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. So, uh, so, I mean, the word computer is the one that you would... Computer. On the computer. <laughs> no, that's not how he said on it. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. 
computer. On the computer. I think that's pretty good. On television or on the nightly news or on the computer. On television oh or on God. the nightly news or me. on the computer. You're doing like a Curtis Lewa thing right now. The- he did something with you the other week. It was driving me nuts. You were in Atlanta. Only one he- thing. Okay. Well, he drives me nuts. Yeah, he does drive me nuts, but I try not to listen to anything he says. But he he said he was doing... Um, what was that song? He was doing some song. He kept playing it over and over. And it was so incessant that it actually, it, it, it incited rage in me that I had to, like, I, I couldn't <laughs> shut it off quickly enough. I, I don't know. I, oh, my I God. It. It, was... It, it was the Friday. We got to find it. <laughs> no. What no. was he playing? Do you know, Matt? It was, it was. He it was... plays a lot of the songs again and again. Yes. So I couldn't even tell you. Because uh... they were just, he likes to talk over the music. So the music just loops. No, but he kept saying something that Frank said, and it, it was in a song, and he kept playing. It was awful. I, yeah, I don't know. It was terrible. I don't know. I'm glad I missed it. I'm going to find it, okay. and we're going to play it. I'm going to find it in the break, and we're going to play okay. it. Oh, I know what it is. What I'll, is it? I'll, I'll find it. Oh, you're going to play Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, meantime, we're going to give somebody, since you've suffered through uh, the former governor of the state of New York, Andrew Cuomo. On television oh, or God. on the nightly yeah. news or on the computer. Okay. We're going to give you, uh, whether you're on the computer or listening to the television or the nightly news, Wait, an can opportunity. Can I defend him? Yes, please. Give a shot. <laughs> Uh, I don't know of all of these stories you speak of, you know, with the reporter and everything else. So, I, I, you know, that's your story. It's not my story. Um, I don't agree with this horoscope. That was the that was the premise of this entire no, no, segment. No, that horoscope though. is he definitely right saw CB as a threat. But oh yes, um, yeah, I don't know. So, given our readings, though, you you think that these this are... is a guy that had a state trooper boyfriend of his no, girl no, of his daughter no. transferred to Gloversville no, or no, wherever. No, no. I'm the guy's nuts. We're talking He's about crazy. horoscopes. Yes, and the horoscope had to do with with him seeing you as insecure. Not him, him being insecure. Not him. Yes. Okay. 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 I'm telling you. No, but the point is, is that you think that horoscopes are accurate. Is that where we're at? I think that, n- that was not as accurate as fortune cookies, but I think they're pretty close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That's right. Right. Okay. Uh, now I don't know how they are with the new AI written fortune cookies, but uh, historically, the fortune masters that put together these fortune cookies, they are, uh, they, you know, it's the wisdom of Confucius, and it's worked out well for thousands of years. I have a magnet a at home that says, uh, "I never said all that." Confucius. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, we're going to give somebody an opportunity to uh, win $1,000. If you're the seventh caller to 800-848-9222, you can play the $1,000 minute. That'll be your bonus for uh, surviving some Andrew Cuomo discussion. 800-848-9222. Oh his name. Seven, I, I said we would discuss this off air. You can you, download it on you, Apple. You oh, my God. Me. No, 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 no. All it, I said, I thought you were, I didn't know you were going to tell me. Five different stories. Well, I thought you we had like. We didn't go to one. any scandals or anything. We'll we'll save that for next time you're here. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 seventh caller. We'll go. In, we'll uh, let you answer ten trivia questions in sixty seconds. If you can do that, you'll win a thousand dollars. Simple as that. This is the other side of midnight. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 
AOC. Yeah, you know me. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This was funny. Curtis is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. And over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. understand. He never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. You got you get you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's gonna happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. I must say, it, it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it, as we will whoever the contestant is on. The other side of midnight presents. It's the thousand dollar minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute, and you could win $1,000. Here's your host, Frank Murano. Let's meet today's contestant, Don. Hello there, Don. Hey, how are you? I'm well, Don. Don, have you heard this segment before? Yes, I have. All right, so you know what to do, right? Correct. Okay, so we'll get started if you're ready. Don't get nervous, just, uh, just chill out, okay? Oh, um, I'm chilling. I'm uh, getting ready for tea time. Wonderful. Good. Okay. You should be you should be in, in fighting shape then. Okay. What is an ingredient in a BLT sandwich? Bacon. What does FBI stand for? Federal Bureau of Investigation. What country music singer performed the hits 9 to 5 and Jolene? Oh. Um, Molly Pardon. We'll take it. Adjusted for inflation, what is the highest grossing film of all time? Um, Titanic. Uh, I am sorry, Don. It is a little film that's somewhat obscure. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind <laughs> is uh, the highest grossing film of all time. Adjusted for inflation. You didn't win. I'm going to put you on hold and uh, give Kenneth your information, and we will um, and we will give you a consolation prize. Did you get that one? Marlena? I did not. What did you put? I put nothing. You put nothing. Okay, so you didn't get that. Okay. All right. Well, better luck to you next time. Yeah, thanks. So you made a very interesting uh, proposition to me, nothing improper, but a very interesting proposition to me during the uh, commercial break a moment ago. You know, in the first hour of the program on Fridays, we do Ask Frank Anything, and you actually expressed a willingness to do an Ask Marlena Anything, AMA. Yeah, because, you know, if you recall mm, a while ago, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2021. It was probably 2021. We went to the Friars Club, you and I, and we did Frank and Stein, which never, you know, came to be. Um, And I asked you 10 questions to Mm -hmm. see if you could answer it. So it's kind of your turn. Well, first of all, I wish I had more time to prepare. Can we open this up to callers and have them call in and ask you anything? Sure. If you want to. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, people call in and ask Marlena anything. Although we we gave her a hard time already and we don't want to jam her up. Mm-hmm. We'll say anything except questions about Andrew Cuomo yeah. because I feel like, you know, he's doing well for himself. He's on Apple. <laughs> and, um, you know. Simple, simple questions about a simple segment about a horoscope and it turned into a whole Cuomotion. This is true. <laughs> 
<laughs> it did indeed. All right, if you have a question for Melena Shivo on any subject, you can call in and ask, 800-848-9222. Let me ask your opinion on the uh, Martha Stewart cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, yeah. well, what's your opinion of an 81-year-old or Martha Stewart or both being on the cover of the swimsuit edition of uh, Sports Illustrated? Well, it's it, you know, an 81-year-old is one thing, and then there's Martha Stewart, who's also obviously 81, but... Would they put a regular 81-year-old on? Uh, no. Obviously, they're not celebrities. But um, I bet there are some people out there that might even look better than Martha Stewart that they could find. It was fine. I don't care. Sports Illustrator is not, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the audience for Sports Illustrated. I think, I think it kind of plays into woke a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of woke. Um I, I would never disparage her. I mean, she's a person, and you know, I think it's great that she feels good about herself, and she'll and she'll do it, and she did it. Um, I, I just think it's like, oh, look at us. We're so um, you know, forward thinking, and we're not ageists. And let's, you know, it's like, all right, and like enough, right? Enough. I don't care. I mean, the next thing it's going to be AOC, <laughs> right? Well, no. Well, I mean, she she looks good. I could see her being. Uh... On the on the cover of Sports but Illustrated, she, but she right? would make a statement and and be in a suit and tie or something. No, she'd have a, <laughs> a tax the rich bikini or something. That's uh, what be. Uh, I don't know if it would be a bikini. It would no, be, it would it'd be, be like a burkini, and it would be like a statement about the treatment of women in the Middle East. Um, how many of your guests that attended your wedding did not give you a gift? Huh, maybe like two. Two. Okay, and then did you still send them a thank you? Yes. A thank you for coming, kind of a deal. Thank you for celebrating with us. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Why? Well, I'm curious. Curious. Because you have a situation? No, no, no I mean, you've situation. You've been married since no, like NOM at this no, point. No, but I, can, I, can, I, I feel like you would, you would have a story about that. Uh, but it's okay. If you were a Muppet. Which oh, that was one of my questions. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Well, well, well these are all questions. <laughs> if you were a Muppet, what Muppet would you be? Oh. Um, I would be, the, who's the drummer? Who's the guy that drums? I think it's Animal. Is it Animal? Yeah, Animal. Be animal. You don't be really. Are you a drummer? <laughs> no, but I, I'm loud, and I like to live out loud. Do you uh, believe in ghosts? Kind of. I kind of do because I had two experiences that I actually detailed for you. Not I remember well, that. Not kind of. Long but yeah, ago, but I remember but you left on a little, this show. A little gray area. Yeah, there is a gray area, and um, I, I don't tend to go around. You know, I'm all about the tangible. That's why I'm not very. Um, you know, I'm not very religious or anything. So, um, but yeah, I've had weird experiences, both myself and then my child seeing things that were not there. Um, and so, yeah, there's something. Would you like to be famous? If so, for what? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I, sure, I guess. I don't know if I have a desire to be famous, for sure, but um, if I were going to fall into fame, um, I would like it to be for uh, comedy. Before you make a telephone call, do you rehearse what you're going to say? To whom? Ever. Only if it's work. I don't rehearse it out loud, but I think about what I'm going to say. Rehearse seems a little bit more like you're saying it out loud before you get on the phone. Mm-hmm. I do not ever do that. If you could change anything about the way that you were raised, what would it be? Oh, change anything about the way I was raised? Um, I would 
oh my gosh. You mean like what my parents like anything? anything. You you if you have siblings, you could have no siblings. If you grew up poor, you could say you wish you were rich. If you grew up never taking piano lessons, you could say you wish they forced you to take piano lessons. Whatever, anything. I do wish that um, they had switched my violin teacher because I. I That's pl- what you would change. You wish they would <laughs> switch your violin teacher. Well, you see, I don't want to say to the audience. People think the Ask Frank Anything Hour is easy. This is a textbook example of, of why it's not. You don't just have these answers ready. You got to be prepared to answer anything. It could you never know what's coming, and then you end up with a violin teacher answer. That's something <laughs> well, you tells said me. piano. Okay, but, well, I mean, what what else would I change? I don't know. That's why um, I'm asking the question. It's hard because then you're saying that you're you're going to change one thing about your childhood. I, I you know what I I I don't know I. I I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Right. That's They're, a hard one. Yeah, it, it is absolutely a hard one. 100%. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see what Charlie in Hell's Kitchen has for us. Charlie, what do you have for Marlena? Yes, my question for Marlena is in the 2024 presidential election, I, I know I've listened to Marlena before. I know she's not a big Trump fan. But Biden is clearly wrecking everything. He's destroying the economy. It's just things are really bad. Uh, I'm just wondering if the two choices that there were only two choices, Trump versus Biden, who would she vote for? Oh, it's Sophie's choice. I mean, I'm not voting for Biden, <clears throat> but I can't necessarily say I would vote for Trump. Um, this happened to me in 2020. And well, there were third party people, at least at the time and a write in. And in Charlie's question, he's not giving you either. No write-in option, no third-party option. I'm not voting. You got to vote. I'm not voting. Gun to your head. Yes. I'm dying. <laughs> You're I'm dying. getting my big brains right. blown out. Right. I can't. I can't. I can't give my vote to either one of those All people. All right. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Do you have a hunch as to how you will die? Oh God, that is the worst. That is a. Te- Does anybody ever ask you that? I think probably, but. And it's almost always falling asleep while driving because of these crazy hours that I work. Oh, God. I hope, um, I, you know, knock wood, um, I'll be 90 mm-hmm. and um, I will die naturally. The um, You're a member of the Writers Guild, right? I am. D- is there any part of you that feels guilty doing radio appearances while your fellow guild members are on strike? <laughs> Do you know, I got <laughs> no. I actually um, got a text from them saying we need picketers uh, in Hoboken, and um, you know, obviously, I didn't answer, and I will not be picketing. I can never. The if the question is, will you ever picket? The answer is never. Why aren't you picketing? Why would I picket? Because you're part of the union. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. All right, uh, Joel in Manhattan. What do you have for Marlena? Uh, presidential trivia. Dial back to the first president whose primary language was not English, it was Dutch. So that's the question? That's the question. Who was it? Okay. Do you, do you know, Marlena? His primary language was Dutch? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, first language, yeah. I actually don't know that I know this either. Um, you know? I don't think I know that. Dutch. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to guess just because of his last name. I don't know this, and you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong, Joel. I'm going to guess it was Martin Van Buren. You are correct. Ah, sir. 
All right. Well, see, yeah, it's a shot in the dark because uh, he did speak English, spoke it well. He was old. Ke- okay, he was an old Kinderhook. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come up with two more. And uh, what's your favorite of the Halloween movies? The the original. The original. Uh, that was a, that was a kind of a, uh, Easy a giveaway. One. Yeah. Um, I'll do. Uh, I'll ask you this: What do you value most in a friendship? Trust. Trust. That's a good one. More so than than. You know, uh, entertainment or anything like that. So it's trust. Mm, it's um, trust. Okay. I mean, I I have you know, <clears throat> you've met Sarah and I mean, and uh, you've never met Saber, but I I trust both of them. Um, I, I, there there's no there's nothing off limits with that those two. And you know, th- there are people that I don't think have friends like that. I you think know? you're right. Yeah. I, no, I I think you're right. And uh, it, it did. And I definitely... too. So I'm like you know, I am. I've won the lottery in the friend department. Uh, you are always very vocal on the um, on the transgender front, right? Um, oh, yeah. There's a story percolating out of Michigan. We have a lot of listeners in Michigan, believe it or not, where uh, something having to do with something called gender queer, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, tell me about this. I've just seen the headline. I don't know a lot about this. What's happening in Michigan with respect to gender queer? You know, I don't know what's happening in Michigan with regard to gender queer. All I know is that there's a book called Gender Queer, and it 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 got a lot of attention in 2021. A lot of people probably weren't paying attention back then because everything was about COVID and right. and all these other things. <clears throat> and for the past um, two years, um, it is number one on the most banned book um, in schools, including in I think Michigan. That's why <clears throat> I, I would imagine it's a big but, story now. Well, yes, <clears throat> because. Um, it is. It was in elementary schools. There were K through eight schools, and it. It. If you were to read it and see the page, it was. It's a graphic novel, so it shows illustrations of just very inappropriate, age inappropriate stuff. Um, um, but but the interesting thing is, is that we actually did a segment on uh, book bans uh, not too long ago, and I had reached out to the publicist who represents the author for Gender Queer. You and me, or you and Mr. Apple. I'm, I'm not joking. When you say we, who, who, who did it? Um, um, uh, Cuomo. Okay, got yes. it. All right. And it was so, not an unreasonable question. But, but yes, okay. okay, we, yeah. Cuomo, um, did, we did book bans. And so I reached out to the publicist um, for Gender Queer, wh- whose name is Maya Kobabe. And um, when I requested this person, uh, the publicist wrote back and um, said, uh, well, I'll just read it. Um uh, many thanks uh, for your message and your interest in speaking with Maya. Unfortunately, air schedule precludes M from taking on one more interview request, which clearly this person's pronouns are air and M. What? what well, mean? well it, instead of there and them, they, oh. they lob off the TH. Okay. So this, so, and, okay. So, but what I found very interesting because about this woke movement uh, of pronouns and everything else you're not supposed to assume someone's pronouns, right? And and you are allegedly supposed to ask people's pronouns, right? Well, in this email, she wrote, "Dear Ms. Shivo." Oh, she she yes. assumed your pronoun. She assumed my pronoun. You which... should have been MX, right? <laughs> MX, right? right? Or isn't that it, the it, proper gender neutral pronoun? That is the gender neutral program. But she said, "Dear Ms. Shivo," and I found it's that horrible. very offensive. <laughs> I found it incredibly. Hypocritical. Shocking. Shocking. But, you know, know, first of all, 
I at least, I'm trying to think how I feel about that air and M kind of thing. Because I was watching Jeopardy Masters. Do you watch Jeopardy Masters? I do not. All right, so I'm looking forward to tonight's episode very much. But it's it's really been great. But one of the people, one of the contestants, one is transgender, another is non-binary, and a couple of people are just uh, cisgender. And they're trying to talk about the non-binary person. And it's the most confusing thing in the world because Ken Jennings, the host, and the other contestant keep saying they. Um. And I... And I, even though I know what they're talking about, I keep thinking they're referring to multiple people. And it is annoying that they use something that's generally meant for plural to be for a single person. And I feel like less people would be annoyed by the transgender movement if they didn't annoy people with their plurality. <laughs> I think it goes beyond that. No, well, but... that's a key point, part of it. Let me end with this, Marlene, and then we're going to do 15 seconds of fame, 800-848-9222. You know, uh, I'm a... I think a very easy fellow to get along with. And, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody would say as an interviewer that I have been unfair to anyone. The only criticism I've ever gotten as an interviewer is that I'm too easy on guests. And yet I invited your your colleague, Andrew Cuomo, on this program. And I said I would even tape it whenever he wanted to tape. And yet they, they acknowledge receiving my request the second or third time. And he still has not come on this program. I see he's been on other programs. Why do you think the governor won't come on with me? I'm supposed to answer that? No, well, give me your opinion. Why you know? are you, you, like, you are causing a lot of quomotion okay. <laughs> on this on this broadcast today. A lot of quomotion. And I, if, if there is a backlash from it, I am coming straight right, to you. fair enough. I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, no, I, well, it came out of That's your mouth, life. not mine. What's that? That's life. <laughs> is you wondering where you could hear um, on the money with uh, Governor Cuomo? It's... It's you well, know, maybe because, how about Apple. that? Maybe, maybe he caught wind of maybe some of the not so positive things you have said, apparently. But that's why he would get so much street cred by coming on with me, no. knowing that I have a history of being critical, because but not unfair. I defended him with his uh, sexual harassment situation, you know, and I got killed for the, by a lot of people in the audience for that. I went on for an hour about how I thought he was railroaded unfairly. I, I think he would send a message to people, you know, okay, a- Andrew Cuomo's willing to step outside of his Apple bubble and answer challenging questions. Although, again, as I said, I don't think my questions are exactly that challenging. They're just, they, I let him say whatever he wants. All right. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe if you... uh I don't know. All you right, know? we'll negotiate off air. Um, who, who knows? All right. Well, this was fun. I can't negotiate. I am not. I am not his. I do not schedule all his right. interviews. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Marlena Shivo, It is always a treat to see you. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you're going to want to follow her on all forms of social media except TikTok. Uh, it's uh, Marlena S C H I A V O. And uh, there's a lot of humor on there. A lot of great photos. A lot of great fun. And uh, occasionally some even video clips of uh, her on this program, her with my colleague Sid Rosenberg, and some other things. Always a treat. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. Hello. This is Governor Andrew Cuomo. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Other side of midnight. This is 15 seconds of Only time for two here. Frank in Albany. Hello.
Oh, I dare anyone to beat this all-star team in the world. At pitcher Christy Matthewson, Johnny Bench at catcher, Lou Gehrig at first base, Pete Rose at second base, Wagner at shortstop, Mike Schmidt. Vinny in Vermont. How you doing? Why, why are you so obsessed with William Shatner? You pick up his not red. That's right. That's right. I got to I got to preserve that somehow. Have a great weekend everybody. Back Monday, God willing. Frank Moreno, good day.